Inside was a small desk behind which sat a booking sergeant. He would decide whether the miscreant caught by the roadblock would be simply given a summons or hauled away in handcuffs. There were three police forces in Paraguay. In addition to the highway police, which was run by the Minister of Public Works and Communication, the Minister of the Interior had a capital police force, which patrolled Asuncion, and a national police force, which patrolled the rest of the country. The opinion Timmins held of all three was as pejoratively vulgar as the obscenity he uttered when he saw the highway police roadblock. His opinion was based on his experiences with the various police forces since arriving in Paraguay, and his criterion for judgment was that he thought of himself as a cop. He actually had been a police officer, briefly, but the real reason he thought of himself as a cop was that that was what the Timmins family did. B. Cops. His paternal grandfather, Francis, used to say that he was one of the only two really honest cops on the job in Chicago. He refused to identify the other one. Francis and Mary Margaret Timmins had five children, three boys and two girls. Two of the boys, Aloysius and Byron, went on the force. Francis, Jr. became a priest. Dorothy became Sister Alexandria. Elizabeth married a cop, Patrick Donahue. Father Francis, who was assigned to St. Rose of Limas, spent most of his time as a police chaplain. Aloysius and Joanne Timmins had four children, all boys. Three went on the force and one went in the army. Byron and Helen Timmins had five children, three girls and two boys. Two of the girls married cops, and Matthew went on the force. Byron Jr. skipped the third grade at St. Rose's, primarily because he was much larger than the other kids, but also because the sisters understood that he already knew what they were going to teach him in the third grade. He never seemed to have his nose out of a book. The sisters also got him a scholarship to Cristo Rey Jesuit High School. His uncle Francis and his mother were delighted. His grandfather and father were not. They quite irreverently agreed that the goddamn Jesuits wanted him for the priesthood. At age sixteen, Junior, as he was known in the family, graduated from Cristo Rey with honors and without having felt a call to holy orders. He immediately became a police cadet, although you were supposed to be eighteen. Before the summer was over, the Society of Jesus re-entered the picture. Loyola University, Chicago, was prepared to offer Junior, based on his academic record at Cristo Rey, a full scholarship. This time his father and grandfather disagreed. His father offered another quite irreverent opinion, that you had to admire those tenacious bastards. They never give up when they're trying to grab some smart kid for their priesthood. His grandfather disagreed and suggested that Junior had two options. One was to spend the next nearly four years in a gray cadet uniform, riding in the back seat of a patrol car, or filing crap in a precinct basement someplace, he couldn't even get into the academy until he was twenty years and six months old, or he could spend that time getting a college education on the Jesuits' dime. For the next three years, Junior studied during the school year and returned to the police cadet program in the summers. On his graduation, cum laude, he immediately entered the police academy.
Three months later he was graduated from there and, with most of the family watching, became a sworn officer of the Chicago Police Department. He had been on the job doing what rookies do for six months when Grandfather Francis re-entered the picture. Go federal, Grandpa advised. The pay is better. Maybe the U.S. Marshals or even the Secret Service. To which Byron, no longer universally known as Junior after he made good on a promise to knock his sister Ellen's husband, Charlie Mulrooney, on his ass the next time he called him that, replied that he had already looked into it, was thinking of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and going down that road was really thinking of getting a law degree. He told his grandfather he had talked to people at Loyola, and they not only were going to let him in the law school, but had arranged for him a job as a rent-a-cop on campus.